Hello and welcome. My name is Coach Debbie and you are listening to Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to join me. We are offering today a New Year's Eve show. It's that time of the year where you... You pack up the year before and you get ready for what's coming. And what could be better than to talk to you about your identity? Because you really have a choice about the identity that you're going to leave in the year behind and the one that you are going to address and become very authentic with in the year to come. I'm speaking a lot about your author's identity, the one you use when you are compiling your speeches, the ones you use for your blogs, the ones for your training, the ones for your podcast. It's that identity that allows you to deliver the deepest, most inspiring, most authentic message you know how to bring. And what a lot of people fear is that if you have an author's identity, then somehow you're not being your real self. But what I feel is that your author's identity is your real self. It is present as you are most present. So we're going to get into talking to people today about that. I I reached out to my community today and I asked them what they thought about this topic and what their questions were. So we have Linda and Moira and Alex, who so far, those are the people who have reached back. So I'll be offering you some coaching on the air today. And if you would like to get in on that, you are more than welcome to write to me at askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And you can also, I've got my, my private Facebook group up. So there's about 54 people in that group. If you're one of those people, you can post the question there because we're really, really looking at the notion that the identity of great authors begins with knowing that you are an author, knowing that you are here to do speeches, to write, to train, to offer your voice to the world. And it's really with the people that are not yet feeling confident, they're not yet feeling like they're in their zone, where a lot of questions come up. And it all begins with, how do I get there? So like I said, I'm going to be taking your calls and coaching you on the air today if this notion speaks to you. But first of all, I just want to say I hope you had a lovely holiday if you are listening to this show live. I hope you're getting really excited about 2021. 
And I hope you're thinking about how you might be able to make a difference as you step into 2021. How do you want to use your energy and just make the world a little nicer, brighter, more beautiful place? What are you thinking about doing? I can tell you for me, I really want to keep on teaching. Every single year, I ask myself, what is it I want to teach this coming year? What do I want to offer people? How do I want to invite people in? One of the first things I wrote down while I was brainstorming about this was, I want to help people understand that you claim your identity as an author the moment you decide you want to author something. In other words, a lot of people think, well, I'll become an author once that book gets published. Or I'll become an author once I get my first wonderful review. Or I'll become an author once I have, you know, a certain number of followers. And and it's true, you'll you'll feel a certain up-leveling when those things happen. But you don't really have to wait for certain things to happen to become an author. I was having a conversation with a, a friend of mine who's, oh, she's probably about 30 years old, maybe 31 or two. And she and her husband had this exciting moment during COVID when they realized oh, we're pregnant. <laughs> it wasn't really on the calendar that they were going to be having a baby in 2020. But what do you know? The seed got planted and the baby was on the way. And she kept saying, when I become a mother, I want to. Or I hope when I become a mother, I can. She kept saying things like that. And I remember I said to her, what if you've already started becoming a mother? And she went, oh, seriously? And I said, well, I mean, I, I know this is baby number one here, but what if, based on the fact that you and your husband are standing by with open arms waiting for baby to arrive, what if you agree that you have stepped into being a mother? And and I remember her just, just kind of sitting there with her jaw just kind of hanging down like, I never thought of it that way. And I said, well, I, I'm only saying that because I, I work real hard with my students in helping them understand that as soon as there's something they really want to write, they have stepped into, at least started to step into the identity of being an author. Wouldn't you say you have stepped into the identity of being a mother and she reminded me, you know, we didn't exactly have big plans that we were going to have a baby this year. And I said, but, you know, that doesn't matter. Your baby is on the way. And what what does it feel like to you to just claim that 
you are in the early stages of identifying as a mom. You're taking very good care of your body. You're going to bed a little bit earlier. You're taking a little mid-afternoon nap. You know, you're making sure you get a walk-in every day. You're buying the books on how to be a well-informed mom. I mean, my sense is you're already claiming the identity. Well, you know what, my friends? Being an author isn't much different. I mean, you might you might get a little too literal about this and say, you know, I think having a baby is very different than becoming an author. But if we just use it as a metaphor here and we just say that when when authors feel the spark to write something, it's kind of like new parents. They're just all of a sudden really on board with this could be our year. This could be our year to bring a healthy newborn into the world. And the same can be very, very true with your book. And that is that as soon as you realize, I have something I really, really, really want to say. I have something that I think would matter in the world. I think it could have an impact on others. When you start to feel that, bubbling up inside of you, you're starting to take on the identity of an author. And I want to tell you, this is the big game changer because the identity of the author is based in how you imagine being an author and how you really create your life so that you are successful a successful one, a successful author. It doesn't really start with what a lot of us think it begins with, and that is the good reviews or the relationship with your publisher. I mean, that's that's an elevated state of it all. But I just want to encourage you that becoming an author really begins with your mind saying, I am an author. I am ready to take down this story. I am ready to capture in words what I have to say and put it in print and let it go out into the world. Is that you? Is that you? Are you one of those people who's sitting there thinking, yeah, That could be exactly what happens in my 2021. If it is you, I want to offer an invitation your way. It's one I'm only going to make twice this year, and the first time is in January. I am leading an author's mastermind, and what we do is we step into the identity fully. So that whatever it is you are authoring, whether it's your podcast, your articles for the medium, your YouTube videos, if it's your blog, if it's your company, if it's your book, your brand, whatever it is that you have decided you're going to author, that you step into that identity and you do it successfully. 
You don't have this redo. You don't try some self-study, but you really get serious and you say, I'm willing to show up and be in a community with others just as serious as me, just as imaginative as me, just as creative in me and be led. And I will be your fearless leader in this. I have a lot of experience working with writers I started teaching writers in 1996. I started working in publishing back in 1996 as well. And I have worked with over 12,000 students to date. And it is my joy. It is truly my joy to help people take on the identity of being a writer and being successful at it. Now, 2020 was a year where... A lot of people, for very good reason, experience certain hardship or setback. But there's really no reason why you can't claim that 2021 could be a time where you just come straight out of the gate and say, I'm taking on a new identity here. I am going to begin writing. I'm going to do it with the support of others and I am going to do it with leadership. Like I said, I'm offering a mastermind group. Just get in touch with me at Ask Coach Debbie. Again, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. AskCoachDebbie at gmail.com. Or just go to my website, CoachDebbie.com. Again, that's D-E-B-B-Y. And click on Connect. And just tell me. What's going on with you? What is it you're thinking that you want to be writing? And we can have a conversation and figure out if the community I am forming is going to be a great fit for you. If it is, you and I will be meeting every other week and working on your project for a minimum of 90 days. So it runs from January 8th all the way to very early April. And then later in 2021, I will offer the program again. And if it turns out that you need more than 90 days, there are definitely ways that we can make that happen. So let's dive in with our first question here before we go to our break. A little water there. Our first question comes from Alex. And he said, I used to feel so confident as a YouTuber and writer, but I became a dad two years ago. And I really got out of writing in a regular routine. I found that I had 20,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel and I instantly became dissatisfied with that number. As I said, being a dad has really taken over, but now I'm feeling like there's no reason why I couldn't get it all back. I just don't know how to get back to it. Okay, this is from uh, Alex, who is a member of my Facebook group. If you'd like to be a member of my Facebook group, just make that request and I will enroll you. Alex, I just want to address the fact that 
when you bring home a little baby, I can imagine that the little baby gets all of your attention for sure. But you did mention here that that was two years ago. So I'm thinking you, you've you now acquired that identity. You've acquired an identity of being a father. So what would it look like now to add on the identity of being a writer while you are a father? I mean, you're not brand new now at being a father. I'm just challenging you here to kind of expand your thinking because you might be thinking, well, he's only two, you know. But if if you've been at this for two years now, the sleepless nights, the learning how to to feed, you know, to to change your baby, to hold your baby, to be with your baby's emotions, you've you've been going at this now. What would it be like to add an identity that you had before the baby? I'm thinking it would be manageable. And what I'm thinking is that you want to step into that identity with both feet. And I'm not suggesting that in any way you release your responsibilities as dad, but I'm just... I'm I'm inviting you to consider that you can be both. You can deeply identify as someone who creates and builds a YouTube channel with your writing skills and be a father. One does not have to take place with another. Actually, Alex, if you don't mind, Linda has written in about something too. So I'm going to kind of coach both of you simultaneously through this point. But before we go to break here, Alex, I just want you to think about the idea that you can have the identity of dad on you while you pick up a familiar and older identity of writer and claim it again. You can have both. So we're going to talk more about this when we come back. Stay tuned. We're just going to take a quick break here. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Easy on the ears, good for the soul. Alternative Talk 1150.
and welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I am talking to you today about the identity of great writers. And when I say great writers, I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you because you might be listening to this show live where we're just just in the very last hours of 2020 and getting ready for 2021. Or you might be further into 2021 by now or further on. But regardless, if you are writing or even thinking about writing, I think one of the greatest ways to get real serious and to have something to offer to your audience is to imagine and create your identity as a great author. It's not something you wait on. It's something that you imagine. And you imagine being a great author before everyone knows you as one. You imagine it taking place. I, I like to say that you're walking into your new identity and you're not really leaving it up to others to create it for you. So we just had a question from Alex, who is a father. He has a son who is two now. And so he's been in that identity of dad and he wants to think about how he can go back to his YouTube channel, pick up with 20,000 subscribers and get to writing again and build it up. So for me, what that means is it's time to create again the identity of a writer without in any way of dropping or, or falling into the background of being an identity person as a father. So let me just give you um, let me just give you an example here of ways that I've had to change my identity. Uh, I can tell you that as a, a young person, one of the ways I had to change my identity was that I, I was made fun of so much, so much from my physical appearance. I realized that here doing live radio. Um, you might not know that I am albino and I have very blonde hair and very light skin. I have blue eyes that are constantly moving back and forth to help me see a little bit better. And I was made fun of terribly for my appearance. And it wasn't the sort of thing where it would just happen once a month. It would happened several times in every class I went to at school. It would happen at every football game that I attempted to go to. It would happen at every club that I wanted to be a volunteer or a participant in. It even happened at church. It just, it just was something that went with me. And I really, I didn't understand as a young person that I was identifying with the names people called me. So if people called me Casper the ghost, I identified as something scary. 
If people called me Snow White, I wouldn't think of myself as blonde anymore. I'd think of myself as something very scary white looking. If people called me a, a freak, I would identify that once again, there's something terribly wrong with me. It wasn't until I was an adult that I was really strongly encouraged to find a new identity. And some of this came through mentorship and some of it came through therapy. But it, it really wasn't until then that I realized how I had identified with myself as a real young person had been taken over by the names that people had called me. And I identified more with the names than who I really was. When I started journaling as a young adult, and, and I had been doing it as a child, but as a young adult, I wanted to journal to enhance my ability as a writer. When I started journaling as a young adult, I remember thinking, there's a part of me that doesn't believe I can be an author, and then there's this other part of me that does. It's like I was straddling the two worlds. And I realized all of a sudden I knew what the mentors and the teachers and the therapists were trying to teach me about identity. We can be planted in both worlds. I want to identify as an author and I do identify as an author, but not be fully, fully in one. It really takes an imagination of seeing ourselves walk into our future as that. I had to start to shed this old identity I had of I scare people, I put people off, I'm, I'm too unusual for people. I had to shed that idea and come into a new idea, which is I'm just unique, I'm just rare. I'm nothing more than that. And it helped me start to see, wow, I wonder if this is how someone moves from being a writer of a journal and making plans to actually writing things and sharing it in the world. Because if you can go from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with my own content. I just don't know if other people will. If you can go from that thinking to, I have content I've been working on and I want to share it with people that would benefit from it. I identify as an author. I identify with someone who creates material. If you can allow yourself to make that shift, all of a sudden, you find there are people in the world ready and excited to read what you have. But you have to be the one to make the shift. You have to imagine yourself walking out in front of you, maybe just one day in front of you, maybe an hour in front of you, maybe a few months in front of you. You have to be able to imagine 
the author that you are taking a lead and putting words out there in the world and realizing that you identify with that person. You want to be that person. Think of the person who can fly an airplane. I mean, we all know that person wasn't born flying an airplane. I just had a wonderful experience talking with Rob, who listens to the podcast, and he was sharing stories that he is compiling, and he told me, you know, I I am a pilot. He told me about the company he worked for, the hours he puts into it. He also identifies as a writer. But what I know about Rob is that none of us were born flying. He had to be able to envision himself becoming a pilot. He had to really lean into that energy of, I want to be a pilot. He had to study. He had to show up every day. He had to do what pilots do to become one. Now he is one. And I am certain that every time he steps into the cockpit, he doesn't say, gosh, I have to remember how to be a pilot today. He's taken on the identity. He knows what it means to pilot a plane. But it didn't come just by being born. It came through studying. It came through imagining. It came from creating that identity of I will become, I am becoming a pilot. And now that's what he does. This not, it's no different than when we become authors. So, Alex, thank you for hanging in there with me. I want to bring in Linda's question because I, I think it piggybacks well with what you're saying here. Linda is the Linda in our Facebook group. She says, how much do I need to know before I start my book? And at what point will I feel like a bona fide writer? So I feel like her question is kind of similar to yours. She She's almost concerned that she needs to wait to feel uh, legitimized um, as a writer. She needs to wait to feel like it has happened for her. Now, um, Alex, when when your when your wife and you came home with your baby son, you were at that moment, <laughs> and, and many would argue even before, but you were at that moment a father. You know, the hospital <laughs> trusted you and your wife to take the baby home and parent this little child. And when you have a book in you that's wanting to be born, you have to have a similar trust that you are the person to write your book. You are the one. And that is one of the greatest ways of stepping into being an author. You trust that you are the one to do it. You know, a lot of people do this thing. It's called um, hiring a ghostwriter. 
which means you put your trust in someone else. You tell them the basics and sometimes even the greatest details around what you want to share, and they craft and they shape the book, but your name goes on it. Now, that's one way of getting a book out into the world. It's an interesting way, if you ask me, of claiming the title of author because it's more like a title and less like an identity. The person that is working with a ghostwriter often has a a fear that they might not convey the story as well as a hired writer. And they often have a time crunch. They often have the dollars to put forward to have someone else do it. They often have this desire of, I want it to be done right the first time. So that's, that's one way of acquiring a title as an author. But what I like to teach my people is the identity. The identity that you have a message. And it's just like slipping your feet into slippers when you start the day. You know, you, you are getting comfortable in that space of going from sleeping to waking. From that space of the, the comfy bed to downstairs into the kitchen where you make the coffee <laughs> and you begin. It's, it's that identity of this is what I do. So let me tell you some of the things that people fear. These are very common fears that new authors have when they over-identify with the notion of being an author. They say things like, you know, writing is going to take an exquisite mind. Not my mind, but an exquisite mind. I don't think I have the mind for writing. But on the other hand, what I find to be true is that my students tell me, once they have really identified with being a writer, that writing requires their presence. That's very, very different than putting your mind on some sort of pedestal and thinking that every day you've got to be able to fit into these just glamorous big shoes. Actually, if you get up every day and you start to own and prioritize writing and identify with it, you'll see what my students see, and that is writing takes presence. It requires your presence. And then you'll find that because you're being present, your exquisite mind is right there with you. Another thing I notice is that people believe, and boy, did I believe this. For years and years did I believe this, that writing takes loads of time. You know, that, that if, you're, if you're accustomed to being awake for 16 hours a day, you better have 8 to 10 hours to give to writing. <laughs> and I don't really know where that came from. Maybe, 
maybe that idea originated back in the day where we wrote everything by hand, or maybe even it, it followed us into the day of the manual typewriters where you had to have this physical finger dexterity <laughs> to work a typewriter and to get everything down. And, you know, God forbid you made a mistake and had to rip it out and start the page over. But writing in today's world does not take that kind of time. I promise you, it doesn't. And what my writers find as they go through my program is that writing requires a certain amount of structure, but a lot less time than they were thinking. A lot less. For some people, all they have in the, in the very beginning is about 30 minutes a day. And you can start a writing identity if you are willing to give it 30 minutes a day and start to claim the structure that's needed to be a successful writer. I hope I'm enticing you to go further with this. I hope I'm helping you see that writing is really about making the decision to identify, identify as a writer. Think about that. We're going to have to take one more break here, but when we come back, we're going to be talking with Moira about this notion of fitting a book into your life. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Hey, it's Kristen Rao Finkbeiner of Breaking Through. I'm so glad you're listening, and I hope you listen to our show. We're on Mondays at 5 a.m. It's a show that tackles the top topics facing our nation and gives you, yes, you, ways to take action, ways to make your voice heard, ways to create change, ways to lift our nation and protect democracy. Again, Mondays at 5 a.m., we have fabulous guests, we have fabulous ideas, and a conversation that you're going to want to join. Talk with you soon. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. It's really a delight to come to you every Thursday at 4 o'clock. We are based here at KKNW in Bellevue, Washington. And we offer a replay of this show 
on Friday mornings as well. So the live show Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific time. And then the replay is on Fridays. That's at 6 a.m. if you're driving into work Pacific time. Or if you are on the East Coast, it is at 9 a.m. And I think one of the easiest ways to make sure you get to hear this show and all the other great shows on KKNW is by downloading the app, the KKNW app. Makes it real easy. You just log in, press play. Whatever show's on is the one you get to listen to. And, you know, if you're back to work in your city and sharing a cubicle with someone, you can just turn on the app. Put your earbuds in and you still can catch the show. So I just want to thank you for, it's been almost two years that I've been with KKNW and bringing you this show. It is my delight. So thank you so much for joining me here. Today we're talking about one of the most important things, if you ask me, when it comes to being a great writer. One of the most important, important, important things you can do for yourself is to identify that you are a writer. Don't wait. Don't wait for someone to hang that label on you. Don't wait for your first book to come out. Don't wait for that first great comment on your blog, for that wonderful review, for the bookstores to open their doors and invite you to give a reading. Those are going to be wonderful things, but you deserve it. You owe it to yourself to really take on the identity of a writer now. And this is something I am very good at helping people do. I offer an author's mastermind. In fact, my next one is coming up in just a couple weeks here. If you'd like to know more about that, please get in touch with me at Coach Debbie, that's D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on connect. Tell me a little bit about what you're writing or what you're thinking about writing. And I just might have a program that is perfect for you. So in this conversation about talking about taking on identity, let's step away from authors and writers for a minute. And let me just tell you a story about... <laughs> A really, really scary time when I was changing my identity from being someone who couldn't swim to someone who decided I want to learn how to swim. Now, for those of you who have never feared the water or the notion of swimming, it might seem like, oh, yeah, you know, you just get in the water and start paddling around. And the next thing you know, you're kicking and you're breathing and you're moving and you're swimming. Well, that was not how I identified with the water and breathing in water and kicking and moving around in water. That was not how I identified with it for 50 years. I had had some water accidents. I had become terrified of the big waves of San Diego. I I had this belief in my mind that my demise would come one day from drowning. 
I, I just, I really believed it. My anxiety level around it was high. And something that often happens to me as a teacher is I'll be working with a student and they're writing, and I all of a sudden see that same level of anxiety that I had around swimming. I see that same level that they have around writing a book. And I go, oh, right, right. I know what they're dealing with here. So let me just tell you a little bit about how this was for me with swimming. I had this old identity that I had to stay far away from pools. You know, I couldn't go anywhere near them because some some just horrible force and freak nature would suck me into a pool and pull me underwater and I would drown. I, I mean, call it schizophrenia, but <laughs> I had these fears. I I had this old identity that not only do I not know how to swim, but I don't get it and I can't do it. It was a big can't. I can't. I had an old identity of I can only go in water if it's about knee deep because I know if I fall over, you know, I can get out. And I, I also had this idea that just by being in water and trying to learn things like, you know, water sports, even if it was only four and a half feet of water, um, I just I had so much anxiety that within minutes I would be out of the pool. And people would try to talk me back in, but I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But somewhere around age 50, uh, I had I had a what they sometimes call a coming to Jesus moment where I, I looked back on my life and I realized I had overcome some pretty darn big things. You know, you've done this. You've looked back and thought, wow, you know, I didn't I didn't know I could do natural childbirth, but I did. Or you looked back and went, wow, I didn't know I'd ever be able to fly a plane, but I, I can. Or you looked back and thought, wow, I, I, took, I took a huge risk and I quit my job one year and I traveled and I volunteered. You did things that made you face fear and you went, wow, I did that. I had a moment when I was 50. And I looked back at my life and said, wow, wow, wow. And right against that was the, and you still haven't learned how to swim. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I just thought, but I can't. And here was something interesting that happened. I all of a sudden realized I've, I've, authored, I've authored a lot of things that I, I didn't think I'd be able to be the writer of. And... It was because I decided to claim a new identity. And I sat down and I started to write out what, what would I need to do in order to become a swimmer? It just made me like, just shake with chills. Like, what, what would that look like? And I thought, well, one of the first things I'd have to do is go from this notion of I can't swim to... I'm willing to trust a swim instructor. 
And I realized, I, I think I'm willing to do that. I think I'm willing to do that. I got on the phone and I found out that there was a saltwater pool walking distance from the new apartment I was renting. I asked them about swimming lessons. I remember one of the things the gal said on the phone was, the first thing we'll do is teach you how to float. And all of a sudden I thought, could I do that? Could I really go in water above my knees and learn how to float? I bet I could if I first had a swim instructor. And I started to identify. I started to identify with the idea that I could become a swimmer. And let me tell you, the first time I realized I was floating and I was actually floating in water that would be over my head if I was standing straight up in the pool, I identified deeply that I was now becoming a swimmer. And all I was doing was floating. My arms weren't moving. I didn't have any strokes down. I didn't even have my face in the water. I was on my back. I was just listening to what my trusted instructor was telling me to do. And I sort of outsourced all the anxiety onto him. It was easy. He was right there. He would catch me if I did anything stupid. And I realized, you know, this is what I do for my students. I don't let them put some piece of writing out into the world that's going to expose them and, and turn them into target practice for a bunch of haters. I don't do that. I, I have the sense of where you want to begin, of how you start as a floater, a floater of writing, shall we say. There, there is this time in which you go from saying, I've always thought I couldn't do it, to, you know what, maybe if I started to trust and be willing, I would take certain steps into a new identity. That's exactly how it works. You take a few steps and really quickly you're identifying. You're identifying with something new. For me, it was becoming a swimmer. But long before I became a swimmer, I identified with becoming an author. Why? Because I trusted teachers. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to get away from this idea that I just don't have the time. I just don't have the notion of what it takes to find followers. I just don't know if I can be an author and something else. Like Alex was saying, can I be an author and a new father? Yes. Can I be a swimmer and a teacher? Yes. Can I be a toastmaster and a swimmer and a teacher? Yes. But left to our own devices, sometimes we think that there's something we're really good at in the world and therefore we're not going to be good at other things. And it's just not true. You became good at something because you started by becoming willing to be good at it. 
In my case, I just became willing to get water that was deeper than my knees, you know, that that would go over my head. But I didn't do that in one day. I mean, believe me, my swim instructor met me at three feet of water, you know, somewhere in the torso range. And we worked our way up. But anytime I was nervous, my instructor was right there. And very, very soon, I had the identity. I was becoming a swimmer. And I remember the day when he said, you can swim. And I only knew one stroke. But I could swim. And this, my friend, is how you do it. And if 2021 is going to be your year, your year for becoming a swimmer of words, <laughs> for becoming an author, I would love to hear what your story is. I think we could take you out of the old identity of I don't have enough time. I don't know how to get started. I don't know how people do this when they're a new father. I don't know where to begin. I don't know who's going to follow me. We can take you out of all of that old stuff and bring you into what you are imagining and you're creating. And that is an identity as an author. 2021 could be your year to do this. And if it is, I am ready to take you into that dream. You can always find me here for a clock on Thursdays. You can also find me at coachdebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. I like to bring you new information every single week about being this, the author of your life, and telling the stories that help you connect to those who are going to read your written material. So my friends, until next week, namaste.